0: Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. NFT Thought Leaders is bringing together the brightest minds in the NFT and blockchain space to foster growth, business advancement, and industry thought leadership. With five super conferences in 2022, a robust Discord, tremendous global ambassador program, upcoming NFT drop, and educational media content, NFT Thought Leaders is the go-to global resource for NFTs, the metaverse, social tokens, and the blockchain. Visit us at nftthoughtleaders.com to find out more details. Glozalink is a blockchain technology company developing PlayOne NFT, an artist-focused and fan-driven music NFT ecosystem and the first NFT player app. They offer artists and fans the ability to collect, sell, trade, and discover exclusive music NFTs on their encrypted network. Learn more at www.playonenft.com and www.glozal.com. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive in how NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankro, the king of alpha. John, at this point, I, as I said before, I think I'm just going to own it. Why not? From child actor to Stanford to NFT entrepreneur, I am here with my best buddy, and co-host John Kraske. He was an executive in the design space running New York City, and now he's running the NFT space in an NFT company. As you know, he's in the trenches every day, learning, growing, and seeking alpha. John, what is new today in the NFT world?
1: What is new, Justin? Great question. We literally just talked two hours ago to Leonard Armato of NPE, and he definitely brought the heat.
0: He did bring it, but I I mean, I don't want to throw any shade to Leonard because Leonard is amazing, but I do have to say I am incredibly, incredibly excited about our guest right now who is a guru in the NFT space and the investing space. Get ready to hear some serious alpha from Maria Bajwa. She's a principal at Sound Ventures whose team includes little names that you may have heard of. Ashton Kutcher, Guy O'Seri, you know Guy the new manager for World of Women. You've maybe heard of Ashton Kutcher, A-list movie star, incredible tech investor, just sensational. What a team. Maria is an early stage investor at Sound Ventures, and they've invested in companies across fintech, retail, crypto, consumer, and healthcare, but they're open to anything and everything. And prior to joining Sound Ventures, she spent five years at LA-based investment advisor group, ICG Advisors. Welcome to NFT Heat, Maria. Thank you for
2: having me. That is like the best intro and and hype hype that I've I've ever had. So thank you for thank you for that.
1: Well, it's Justin, true, Justin. You get that all the time. Actually, it's actually becoming. It's, you, you need to be a professional hype man. Just walk around people and just give intros. Like yeah. literally, I think that's a job. Well,
2: I should just like we should I should just record that and then every time I have a call with someone play that first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's great. That is great. Well, Maria, you probably know this because I know you're a fan of the podcast. Right away we go into a five question lightning round to provide alpha to our listeners because our listeners love alpha. John, what is the first question? Maria, what is your favorite discord?
2: Man, I mean, I'm so bad at discord right now. I pretty much just use it for announcements. But the communities that I really like, so I like 10kTF because I think they're doing some really interesting things around like leveraging your existing NFTs and, and, and using them in the game and world that they're creating. I really like Crypto Dick Butts. Oh my um, gosh,
0: so funny! So <laughs> they're awesome. So good. Yes.
2: Subducts obviously, because like there's uh, Frankie's just the best. And then the other one that I've been going on a lot recently is Sound.xyz, hmm. the music NFT platform. I, th- that community is
0: really great too. Shout out to Frankie. Obviously, we love Frankie. He was on the podcast. So dope. Love all those discords. All right. Question number two, Maria. Why should people care about NFTs? Yeah, I mean,
2: the NFTs are really exciting to me because it's the first time ever that artists, creators, brands can own basically a piece of their IP in perpetuity because smart contracts allow you to do that. So rather than just making money on primary sales, right, you can make money on secondary sales and you can continue to monetize on your brand, especially as you continue to grow. And it feels like such a small thing, but it's fundamentally a very important new feature that like, allows creators to have a lot more flexibility, autonomy, and can innovate in a lot of new ways. And then the other, the other really exciting thing about NFTs is that it's all just, it's digital distribution. So your audience went from this very small audience that is like, you know, in this physical location to you, now you can distribute globally around the world.
1: Love it. Love Amazing. it. That was a fantastic answer. Question three, Maria. Is it too late for people to invest in NFTs?
2: I mean, it's never too late because we're still so early. Obviously everyone, I mean, everyone knows that there, there aren't that many people who are into NFTs right now. But I also, I think about NFTs less on the, like, financial investment side. And a lot of it to me is like about investing in education because we're so early in this space that we also haven't unlocked the next 10 X things that can happen in NFTs and and, and with this architecture and with this new framework. And so for me, like, I I actually really like a lot of projects that are like trying to innovate or do something different or new or try new models. And so when I think about investing in NFTs, I think about it from like the education standpoint of like, how, how can you, Invest the time and the resources in your mindshare to help grow NFTs into something even bigger than what it is today.
0: Amazing, amazing education. So cool, awesome. All right, number four, favorite NFT project. <sighs>
2: so <laughs> many, so many. Okay, so let's let me talk about some some that I'm really excited about. So Clayboys is I just actually bought a piece the other day. I won one of the auctions the other day. It's on foundation. It's the same artist who is also working on Invisible Friends, which I'm also very excited about. Huge and Clayboys kind of reminds me a lot of like DK's Let's Walk, which I love. I like, nice. I think that's such a cool project. Josie is probably one of my favorite all time artists, and she's coming out with Cyber Brokers. I think February 22nd, and that's only going to be you have to be on the whitelist in order to be able to mint and whitelist only. She's been creating in the space for so long, and I think her art like is so moving and amazing. And Cyber Broker is all going to be on chain, so it's like I think the first ten k you know project that's really all on chain and has the gaming mechanics in it. And then the other unknown artist who I really love, his name is Luis Simo on OpenSea. His collection is called The Art of Stupidity. It's just he's like the Spanish. He's a he's a he's a fine artist by training. He's from Spain, and he does like very funny, zeitgeisty NFTs, and they're all one-on-ones. And so he hand draws everything. And I just, I'm, I'm obsessed with his his, his work. So that's called Art of Stupidity. Art of Stupidity? Mm-hmm. All right. That's the alpha. Ape into it. It's
1: going to be big. Justin loves his alpha. Fifth and <laughs> final question, Mario. What do you say to people who say NFTs are just JPEGs?
2: Man, there's, there's always going to be people who are like pessimists in the world. And like, that's just the reality. But I think- I think the future innovation technology shifts are really like molded by optimists. And so I, I'm, I'm definitely an optimist. So I like to think of like what's possible in the future, not like what, what's what's wrong with the model. And so when people say stuff like that to me, unless they're willing to have like an intellectual conversation about why NFTs are important, it's you're not going to be able to change their opinion. And so like, I don't like wasting my time with people who don't want to put in the time to understand like why it's important, who don't understand like the implications of owning your IP in perpetuity, what smart contracts enable, like what you can do with community building with like things like PoApps. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that, but I'm just... I just think if you're, if you want to build for the future, you have to be an optimist and being an optimist
0: means not saying these are just JPEGs that I can right click save. That may be John, the best answer we've heard, Mari. That was because it's like, that's true. It's optimist versus pessimist. Like get on board pessimist. Come on our side. Cause we're going to the future. I love that. Well, remember, remember when like Airbnb, Uber, like you're going to like the
2: pessimists were like, Hey, Oh, you're going to like get in a car with a stranger. <laughs> it's like, Yes, because it does so much for you. Like it unlocks so much new new stuff that can happen. That's the way you kind of look. You gotta look at it. You gotta look at look at the opportunity, not what. Yeah,
0: just the opportunity. Love it. All right, yeah. John. I mean, what is it? lightning round? Crushed it. Twenty out of five. I mean, amazing. I don't know. How about stars. didn't we? Didn't you
1: give Leonard ten thousand out of five? I don't know. We should give her a hundred thousand out of a hundred thousand
0: out of five. Out of five. <laughs> new high score. Ding ding, ding 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 ding. Gold stars on all planets amazing, serious alpha. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to get a little bit deeper with some questions. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into crypto, NFTs and the venture capital space?
2: Yeah. So I got into crypto through venture capital. So what got me into venture was, I mean, I've always been like an intellectually curious person and the best career advice my dad ever gave me was to follow the smartest people you know. He was like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you follow smart people, you're going to be successful. When I was at ICG advisors I realized like all the smartest people I was meeting were like either you know investing in technology companies or they were starting technology companies and I was like okay like that's where I need to be. I ended up you know joining sound in 2017. but what was interesting is like, prior to joining sound, because I saw so many smart people who were going into technology um, one of the things that I heard people were talking about was like Bitcoin it was Bitcoin and ethereum and so I started looking into it personally. And ended up, you know, getting into the space in 2016 and then really getting into it in a meaningful way in 2017, 2018, when all the ICOs were coming, coming out. But it was all from just like personal intellectual curiosity. And what was also really cool at that time was that it was such a new space that it was very, very easy to connect with people. The problem often now that you have is like, you know, there are people who are huge influencers. So you can't just like DM anyone and like get in front of them. In 2016, it was like, like there was a one person in a room of like a thousand people who might have like bought crypto. And so it was a very, very small community. It was really easy to be a part of it, which I loved.
1: Love it. Love it. All right. We have a super juicy question here. Everybody wants to know what it's like to work with Ashton Kutcher. He's obviously a legend in the acting space. What do your weekly interactions look like with him?
2: Yeah, it's so funny because like to me, he's just AK. Right. Like, like he's just, he's, he's the guy, he's someone, he's my partner who he's, I work with him and, and he's just like such a normal, normal person. Okay. He's very smart, obviously. Like I don't know if you haven't seen him like talk about tech, but he's been investing in tech for you know 15 years now. He's very intellectually curious. He gets very excited about things and like it, his excitement is very infectious. And I would say that his strengths are like, he, I mean, he understands product, how consumer minds work all that kind of good stuff. But what what do our weekly interactions look like? We're we're a small team. So on the investment team at Sound, we're six people. We are all very loud and very argumentative. But in, from a place of like love and and just wanting to get to the best outcome for for us. And so I would me and him tend to butt not butt heads, but we like we're both have very strong opinions, very loosely held. <laughs> and so we're often the two who like tend to go head to head with very differing opinions on on stuff. And so it's always really fun because it's intellectually very stimulating. And he's a very, very good thought partner to
0: talk to. Amazing. How cool. How cool. You know him as AK. We know him as a celebrity, Ashton Kutcher. We'd (laughs) love to be in on some of those meetings just to fly on the wall. That is so cool. Piggybacking on that. You also work with another major, major celebrity, maybe not in front of the camera, but definitely behind the scenes, a mover and a shaker, a legend, Guy Osiri, who now is the manager for World of Women. And I know he's doing such big stuff in the NFT space with all of you, mm-hmm. your whole company. And he manages little people like Madonna, you two, you may have heard of them. So, what are your weekly interactions look like with Guy, and what's it like to represent World of Women? Yeah, and he and he he represents World
2: of Women now and he also represents Yuga Labs the, mm. behind Board eight. So he's oh. he's 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 involved in both. And it's so funny, the first time that he told me that he was uh, gonna rev both World of Women and, and the Board Apes, honestly, I was a little bit more starstruck than like Madonna and you two, because yeah, the NFT world, like those are like the big, you know, blue chip brands. So, guy, guy's amazing. His brain works in a very different way from mine, but I think we complement each other very well. Like, he just understands growth. He likes things to be simple. His favorite thing is like explain it to me like I'm three years old, <laughs> and that's the like that's how he understands things. I tend to overcomplicate things in terms of like what it's like to work with him. I mean, we I talk to him more than I talk to my husband. That's what my husband likes to jo- joke about because uh, <laughs> he's like my partner in the crypto world, and things move so fast in crypto. He's really I've been so impressed with how quickly he has gotten up to speed with with crypto and how to use it, because I remember in the in the very beginning, not in the very beginning, but like when he first started getting into it, like this is called back in February and March. He would call me up and he'd be like, "Maria, what's my metamask password?" And I'm like, "I didn't even help you set up your metamask. Like why would you think that I know what your metamask password is?"
0: That's great.
2: <laughs> and, and now actually the other like he can he can go on Uniswap and he can do a trade on his own. And like that's actually pretty impressive for someone for someone like that, you know? So it's been really it's been a joy to watch him like grow and and how he's gone to learn crypto. And then as far as like World of Women goes, I'm so excited about that. Because one thing about both Ashton and Guy, and I'm very thankful that I have, I've had the opportunity to work with them, is that for the last five years, like they've been great mentors to me and they encourage people to grow and develop into like the best version of themselves. And what I love most is that they never, ever, ever qualify it as like me being a woman. Like I've never heard them say, hey, you should you should have Maria on that panel because she's a woman. It's always, hey, no, you should have Maria on that panel because she's fucking smart. And I love that framework because I think that mentality is going to work really well for World of Women too, where it's not just like, hey, this isn't just a collection about women. It's like about this community that's like beautiful and great and growing and all these things that they can do. And because they live their life, because of the, of the way that I've seen them interact with me, I think that's going to go a long way for the world of women.
1: Love it. Love it. So, Maria, Sound Ventures, and I think Gaia as well, are both investors here at NFT Genius, where I work. Yes. And I'm just sort of curious, what gets you excited as an investor in the crypto and NFT spaces? Do you invest in the founder or the idea or both?
2: So, I think... I invest primarily, we invest primarily in founders because things move so fast in crypto. So I would say like in the traditional world, I think it's a company in web two, it would be a combination of founder and idea, right? Because like in the web two world, there's more competition, there's more capital, there's more people who are chasing similar ideas. Crypto, it's like what you thought was a good idea six months ago, might not be a good idea today. And so you really want to be able to invest in the founder who can one like see that coming in front of them, and then to be able to adjust their business according to that. So I think in crypto, especially
0: its founders and its teams more so than anything else. Amazing. That totally makes sense. And can you talk a little bit about some of the investments you've made in the NFT space? And what are you guys super interested in for 2022? Drop some alpha. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so we're investors in nft genius i don't know if you guys have heard of them Pretty yeah. great. <laughs> so we're also more investors in like OpenSea. we're investors in super rare we also do a ton on the infrastructure side for nfts so like mnemonic is building an, an api for nfts which is like so you don't have to rely on like you know an, an open an OpenSea or rarible api that's like rate limited they can help build something that's like way more um robust and easier to integrate there's also BitWave, which is like for enterprises who want to like manage their taxes and accounting and like ha- track wallets and cost of coins and stuff like that. Also investors in Sandbox, which I did the alpha in December and it was like really fun and really well done. I'm excited about that one. And then in 2022, I think the things that I'm most excited about, which is like, I, l- I love the metaverse stuff and all, all, the, all the exciting consumer things that are happening there. But I still think that the consumer experience is still pretty shitty in crypto. It's like we took, we're like talking about this future, but we're still in these like, we have this rinky dink like building blocks that we're like we're, we're using Legos to go into space. <laughs> it's like a good way to think about it. And so I think there's still so much that needs to be done there. So the things that I'm thinking about are like cross-chain bridging. So like, how do you move from mainnet to l 2 like Arbitrum or Optimism, or like how do you move from ETH to Flow? like that so cross-chain bridging that's like secure and easy a good ux a fiat on ramps the fact that it takes seven days for you to settle your coins before you can move it out to a self custody wallet is insane to me and i don't understand how that's still a thing and then the third is probably like oracles just oracles who can communicate between chains like evm compatible chains oracles that can help with like nft pricing like i think there's just a lot of infrastructure there that can be built that will be better for the eager like that Will help us build better experiences on top of it.
1: Love it. Love it. Mari, what do you think of the current state of female and diversity representation in the crypto and NFT spaces? And what could be done to onboard more females and diversity to space?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure it's as small as people think because like I know a lot of women in the space. I just don't think they're as loud and vocal on like some of the public platforms as like men. And so I think there's like this. It's not as big, obviously, as men, but I actually think it's bigger than most people think. And what's really exciting for me, at least, is like the women that I know are like badass. It's so smart. Like, you know, you guys have Avery was on the show. Avery is like brilliant. There's like Morgan at NFX, Linda at Scalar, who's like done every single time someone new comes into the space, whether they're male or female. And they're like, hey, I just like want to learn more about NFTs, DeFi or DAO. I'm like, go to Linda's like her primers on each of those. They're amazing. The women who are, I think in the space are like very smart. They're, they're, they help on more people. They're, they're, they care a lot about like, you know, educating. And then there's also like, I don't know if you guys saw BFF Dow launched a few weeks ago. That's Britt Morin and Jamie Schmidt. It's a community for like underrepresented people, including women, um, minorities, they did it, their launch event and it was attended by, I think, over like 15,000 people, which was crazy. And then wow. it, it's actually, you can also watch it on YouTube now asynchronously if you want to. But it was all about just like telling people, what is a blockchain? You know, how do you set up a wallet? What is gas fees? The feedback that I got from that content was like incredible. Like, I got five different people who I didn't even know had heard about it hit me up and we're like, wow, I just feel like I have such a better understanding of what's happening in crypto. Their Discord is a great place for for new people to come in and start and figure out how to, you know, make sense of all everything that's happening. But I think a lot of it is just like you know reaching out to people, giving women bigger voices or bigger microphones, I think is always really helpful too. It's just I think sometimes they can get lost we can get lost in the noise
0: of Twitter or Discord or whatever it is. Awesome. So cool. Great, great great insights. Well, you guys are big in the Web2 space in terms of investments. You know, you've been investing for many years. How does that affect your investments in Web3? Are you bringing some of your Web2 companies into the Web3 space or are they totally separate?
2: Yeah, I think
0: crypto infrastructure isn't there where you can easily make the leap.
2: And I feel like the companies that are making the leap from Web2 to Web3 might do it because like, you know, there's there's a new way for them to monetize with tokens or whatever it is. But I don't know if, that model is going to be as successful. I think the most successful crypto companies have been crypto-native, and I think it's really hard to take something from Web 2 if you don't have product market fit in Web 2 and move it to Web 3, hoping that tokens or NFTs or some other mechanism is going to help you find product market fit. I think that's very very hard thing to do. So we're mostly keeping them separate. There are some interesting like plays though of of people who can come into Web 3. So, for example, like a company that underwrites consumers, right? Every single company that underwrites consumers, whether it's for a loan or for you know a HELOC or a credit card or whatever it is, at some point is going to want to underwrite their crypto behavior because that's going to be such a big data piece that's missing. And so, you can see a world where a Web two world that underwrites in, in the traditional world and on, on your traditional banking rails also starts to move into web 3 and underwriting people in this ecosystem. So parallels like that I think make a lot of sense. I think moving entirely a business from web 2 to web 3 is a lot harder to do.
1: Love it, love it. Well, this was amazing, Maria. What are the best social media platforms for you and Sound Ventures to find out more about all the incredible things you're doing in the NFT and web 3 space?
2: Yeah, so okay, so for Sound Ventures, LinkedIn is probably the best place to to stay in touch with us. We're a little bit boomer that way. For me, Twitter so I'm on, on Twitter. I'm at Maria Bajwa, M-A-A-R-I-A, B-A-J-W-A. That's where I give all my hot takes so you can follow me there.
0: Amazing. Wow. There was some serious heat and alpha, Maria. Thank you very much. You can take me around as your hype man anytime <laughs> I'm down. I know I'll be voicing a stoner cat, so you can look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> just, pl- just plug myself in. Why not? Thank you. You brought the heat. Really, really appreciate you. Awesome. Until next week, as you all know, stay tuned when another NFT thought leader pops in with more alpha. In the meantime, get collecting, continue learning, and growing. We're NFT Heat. NFT Thought Leaders is bringing together the brightest minds in the NFT and blockchain space to foster growth business advancement, and industry thought leadership. With five super conferences in 2022, a robust Discord, tremendous global ambassador program, upcoming NFT drop, and educational media content, NFT Thought Leaders is the go-to global resource for NFTs, the metaverse, social tokens, and the blockchain. Visit us at nftthoughtleaders.com to find out more details. Glozalink is a blockchain technology company developing PlayOne NFT, an artist-focused and fan-driven music NFT ecosystem and the first NFT player app. They offer artists and fans the ability to collect, sell, trade, and discover exclusive music NFTs on their encrypted network. Learn more at www.playonenft.com and www.glozal.com. A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love To You off his 2019 album, Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat, and we're looking forward to seeing you next week.